Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we give you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance by Redwood Media Group, founder and head trader of 10MinuteStockTrader.com, Christopher Ewell. Today's podcast is produced in partnership with my friends at TrendSpider. I use TrendSpider on a daily basis, and honestly, I could not imagine trading without it ever again. Their platform has charts, automatic technical analysis, backtesting right there on the screen, and alerts that are sent straight to my phone, all of which I use every single day. Now you can get two weeks to try TrendSpider for yourself for free and get discounts of at least 15% off when you sign up for their service. Listen, they are so confident that this will change the way you trade, they'll even give you a one-on-one demo with the platform and answer any questions you may have about how to incorporate their platform into your trading. And that's exactly what I've done. So head on over to trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com to get your discount code. And I'll even throw in some extra bonuses worth over $100 to incentivize you to take their free trial of Trendspider today. Now listen, the only place to get your discounts and the free bonuses is at trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com. One more time, that's trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for joining in this Sunday. This is going to be uh, very similar to a couple weeks ago where um, we really just are kind of having some of our internal team on. This time we're having Dan, our CEO and founder of TrendSpider on to talk a little bit about some of his strategies and how he utilizes TrendSpider to implement those strategies and how he's going to be using the scanner to look for different possibilities and different setups uh, moving forward. So very excited to go over um, some of those. Before we do that, just a quick disclaimer. As always, we're going to be going over a lot of charts today. These charts are really to highlight the main features and the core features that make us unique. And if you have any questions at all during the presentation, please feel free to just reach out in the chat and we'll be happy to answer your question as soon as we can. Um, so just again, this is not advice, buy or sell signals, simply just a demonstration of how we utilize the product on our own. Before we do get started, I'm going to go over a quick agenda because before Dan does come on, I'm going to go over a quick broad market review, just go over some of the broad market charts into the week ahead and um, you know how those charts um, are being utilized on TrendSpider. So I'll be going over some of the main features that I used in this weekend's uh, charts, and then we'll hand it off to Dan. He'll talk about a few different recent examples he's been trading and how the, the system's been helping him and how the scanner will even make uh, the, his life more, uh, more efficient and just easier um, because, you know, it's, 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 you, if you love charts, you know, 
after about 10, it's like, okay, I could use a little bit of uh, some efficiency here to kind of speed this process up. And that's that's really what we're focusing on. At the end, we will do the Q&A session. So please make sure to keep any questions you have for the end and we will get to those. Um, so I will start it off. Um, and uh, right away, let's get into the uh, broad markets. Going to start off with SPY, which is simply just the S&P uh, 500 ETF. And so we've got a few main things to kind of look at here. Some of the main things that I have on the left-hand side, which is the daily chart, is the volume profile or the volume by price anchored from the October 3rd low. So if you look kind of how the market was really going back and forth over the summer and into early fall uh, or late summer, you can see this was kind of our final kind of capitulation candle because you can see, and I just moved this over so you can see this candle, but you can see this big wick and then you can see all the buyers coming in and we really haven't looked back since then. So for me, that's something that I really want to anchor from. And this is actually something Brian Shannon taught me about anchoring. Um, and uh, Brian is the creator of the um, anchored VWAP, which is the second indicator we have on here. And I anchored this VWAP um, from this kind of capitulation area on December 3rd, because if you do anchor it, you know, from here, you, you know, this, this just isn't, it could be a realistic target. But for me, I generally want to kind of see the volume profile from the very low and then start anchoring the VWAP from some of your capitulation points on that move up. Um, so the reason I say that is because you can see here, we dropped quickly and really didn't look back at all either. So anyone that sold out, you know, immediately either got back in or, you know, just threw the towel and, and watched the market rip. So um, what we can see here is a huge engulfing candle here, pretty much engulfing um, the entire day of Thursday, pretty much the entire last five days of trading. You do have a little bit of a blip here um, on the 22nd of January where we did pop a little higher than that. But for the most part, sellers are definitely in control at this point into the week ahead. Um, you know, we are more on the technical side, but technicals and fundamentals definitely do, um, you know, work together. So I'm sure many of you are familiar with the coronavirus, not saying that's going to end the world or anything, but the market does like reasons to pull back sometimes. And that would be kind of a classic uh, reason to pull back. If you've been in the market uh, for a while, you know, the Ebola scare, we had a very, big hard move down and then we went straight right back up. So, um, you know, there are, and that was during a very accommodative Fed as well. So that is something to keep in mind, but if we do, you know, pull back, these would be the areas that I personally would be looking at simply just because we're really looking at that supply and demand um, from this important reversal area. If we pull up the um, weekly candle here, you can see this blue line. Uh, and I really wasn't able to look at the markets much this week, um, but I was able to easily turn on the trends button. And this line is something that I really found interesting. So I didn't even really come up with this line. The system highlighted the line for me as one of the many lines on the chart. I just double clicked on this line and uh, kind of you know, locked it in place. Now, let's say that we do pull back. You know, this has been a very interesting level of support, then resistance. So if we do pull back to this area, which would be support again, I want to know when we get to that area. So this is where I would use the alert system here. And for me, I would really just want to know if we touch anywhere within this kind of purple zone. So anytime uh, the touch trigger goes off within about $1.66 of this selected line, 
And then we've got, let's say, the 30-minute candle that we want this to trigger on. So anytime the 30-minute candle closes in this area, we'll be alerted. Because right now we're looking at that weekly candle. If we waited for this weekly candle to close, we wouldn't really get that alert when it when the price initially hit this. So we want that confirmation candle to be as low as possible so we get those alerts immediately when that price action gets in that zone. Uh, let's just name this previous R and S, and we'll have it expire in, uh, let's say, in my case, I'll just do 50 days, um, because then that gives us a few weeks um, to kind of see where things go from here, several weeks, actually. So then, now I'm set up. If we do, you know, pull back hard um, into the next week ahead, then I know what level that I'm watching before I even really have to look at the charts for the day. I've already set all of this up for the weekend, and then once the market opens, the system is kind of my eyes and my ears. And, and whenever these important levels are hit, that's when I know it's time to get back to the screen and start seeing if I need to make a trade, if I need to exit, anything like that. So th that is an example on SPY. We will go to the queues now to kind of uh, compare that to what we're seeing on SPY. And, you know, this is pretty impressive. If we go back to December of 18, uh, excuse me, November, uh, we had a this small like dead cap bounce and then an absolute crash into December 18. So this is my first point. I connected it with this kind of cluster of candles here. And you can see if we extend that, you can see exactly where we found resistance on the queues. So, um, you know, this is something that's very interesting because, you know, who knew that the coronavirus was going to happen right at this day? You know, it's almost like the market just is looking for an excuse to pull back from this resistance point. So, um, you know, there's been very similar kind of candles here. We did have quite the pullback afterwards, but, um, the you know, the market is in a very interesting state with a very accommodated Fed. So um, not saying that the market can't go down because of that, but it is always important to know that that is kind of going on. So um, that is the daily chart. If we switch over to uh, the weekly chart, you can kind of see the same type of thing here. Um, except it's a little more of an ascending wedge rather than a channel. And if I turn on log scale, these will become um, straight. And you'll see kind of the same thing. We're right on this resistance zone. You know, this is not only very strong resistance on the daily, but we are kind of in confluence with that weekly uh, resistance candle, uh, excuse me, resistance line as well. And you can see this uh, kind of doji candle forming up here. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But um, this is really more to just highlight kind of how you can utilize the system, right? So if we do the same thing, create Alpha Trends Anchor VWAP from this December low, if we did pull back all the way to there, you know, that would be quite a move. But there's always that, you know, sensitivity to use, right? So you don't always just have to know when the, uh, the line is hit. Sometimes you want to know within X amount of dollars. So here, if we use the sensitivity line, Notice how I'm capturing some of these areas now. This was previous resist support. This is support before the next move up. So I kind of want to make sure I capture that zone within the alert area because if we do pull back, you know, on the uh, resistance line uh, that, or excuse me, on the support line, that would kind of correlate nicely with this zone. So I'll, I'll draw that line in a second. Same thing though, touch. We want to know when the 10 minute candle gets anywhere within this area. Previously, when I made the alert, it was uh, the 30 minute candle was the lowest that we could go. That's because of the math on the back end with the weekly candle. If you are in a daily candle, you will be able to get that confirmation candle down to 10 minutes. Um, so we'll do the same thing, just anchored view app, 
December 3rd and we'll have it expire in maybe 15 days. Uh, so the alert's created. And so now if I go in, you know, let's draw a line right here, you can see that we're, we're pretty close to kind of this confluence of these previous areas of support that's captured within this, this purple area. But then we've also got this uh, resistance, uh, excuse me, the support line as well, acting as uh, possibly something to stop the bleeding before we get down to that point. So in that case, maybe I want to create an alert here. And instead of a touch, all I want to know is a breakthrough through that line. So whenever there's, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to just touch. It actually needs to break through. So if this breaks through, there's a likely chance that we may be going into this zone. So then I do the same thing. Uh, support below. Let's do five days have passed. The alert's created. And now I know if these two levels start breaking, that's going to get interesting in the market. And I don't have to stare at the QQQ chart all day to watch this happen. The system's doing it for me. Last chart that we're going to go over is XBI. XBI is one that I like to follow simply because it is kind of a risk on, risk off um, type of uh, asset. Uh, so, for example, if you look at when we bottomed out in December of 2018, you'll see that XBI was one of the few charts that had a decent candle into the, uh, the 26th whereas the rest of the broad markets did not. So that was interesting to see that, you know, risk was starting to uh, kind of come in a little more on XBI before the broad markets really ripped into uh, January of 2019. Uh, so XBI, same thing. We've got, you know, this anchored VWAP from this point. Notice how well the anchored VWAP kind of coincides with this gap below. Um, and if we put on some, uh, some volume by price here and anchor it from the same point, you'll see that there are actually a ton of shares holding at this level. So unless these shares start to sell off, it's gonna be hard for the price to really drop more because all of these people are going to be holding at a loss and that's gonna dry up the supply for any available shares on the market if they don't sell. So, you know, gaps like to fill. This is something that, you know, uh, doesn't happen all the time, but if there is kind of a breakdown like this of a pretty hard level of support, you know, the gap below is something generally to kind of take a look at. And, um, you know, on the on the weekly side of things, you can kind of see the same thing, right? We've got we've got this previous uh, resistance area finally broke out. And now it may it looks like we may be kind of coming back to test that area. If we did break through this anchored VWAP, which is simply just this, you know, this would be the next line to kind of watch for me. Everyone else is going to have their own, you know, levels. But, you know, Generally, previous resistance likes to act as support once you break out. Same thing, if you break through support, it then will act as resistance above. Not always, but a lot of the time. So same thing, I'm just going to actually turn the anchored VWAP off and simply just create an alert on this lower line. So if we do really tank, I will know anytime we kind of get within this within this general area. So um, everyone's going to have a different level of sensitivity. You know, I don't want it to be too sensitive, but I do want it, you know, to capture some of this gap here. And so, uh, you know, same thing. 30 minute. Previous R now S and we'll have it expire in, let's just say, 40 days. So now anytime the price touches within this purple area, I'll be alerted. And now pretty much I'm set up for the week ahead for the broad market. So 
you know, that's the power of TrendSpider, really making the whole process of technical analysis more efficient. And then while making it more efficient, you're actually, you know, having the system do a lot of the the grunt work for you, where you don't have to stare at the screen all day. You have the system identify the, or you identify these important levels, and then you have the system tell you when those levels are tested. So um, just a few different little case studies with the broad markets into next week. And I am going to now hand it off to Dan to take over and go over a couple case studies he's been doing over the last few weeks as well. Dan, you there? Yeah, very okay. good. Um, all right, cool. Uh, let's uh, unshare your screen, sir. Yep. All right, cool. All right, everybody. Um, you know, uh, glad to be on. Um, you know, Jake asked me to pop on and um, tell you guys a little bit about my style of trading, um, and a little bit about some of the um, some of the different charts that I'm kind of watching going into this week. So, um, you know, that's what I'm going to do here. Um, just want to make sure everybody can see my screen here. We've got yep. this uh, CenturyLink chart up. We can see it. Awesome. Um, well, very cool. Um, so, you know, I've, uh, um, you know, in addition to being TrendSpider's uh, founder here, I've been a trader since about 2008. Um, and, you know, initially I was not the most technical of traders. Um, technical analysis is something that I fell into a little bit later. But, um, you know, I'm, now I'm almost a prime, like predominantly almost 90% technical trader. I look at um, fundamentals a little tiny bit. Um, you know, when I do scanning, but, um, you know, usually I'm a technical swing trader. I stay in trades for, you know, a few days or a few weeks at a time. Um, sometimes I'll swing for longer. You know, um, one thing that I, uh, always like to say is, you know, I don't really think of things in terms of like a day trade or a swing trade, right? Um, you know, I look at things on a long time frame because I want everything to look good long term. And then, um, you know, I'll zoom in onto shorter time frames and kind of make decisions as, as price action moves and changes. Um, so, um, you know, and I'm also a primarily divergence trader, right? So I really, um, you'll notice a lot of my charts, they kind of have a downtrend. Um, they have a divergent low. And you'll notice I, I do a lot of divergence markings on my RSI. Um, and that's because that's one of the ways that I kind of try to time uh, my entries and exits. And it doesn't work perfectly. Um, and you know, I don't always, um, always, uh, uh, trade them in obvious ways, but, um, you know, that's one of the ways that I kind of try to gauge when price will, um, will potentially change directions. So, uh, I'm going to go through a few charts that I've been watching. Um, CTL is definitely one of them. This is actually one I've been watching for a long time. Um, I think this is a very interesting chart because if you look at the low, right, you have starting in December of 08, all the way down until um, it bottomed out in May, um, you have you know pretty sharp sell-off, but you also have divergent lows forming, right? So for me, that was one thing that got me interested in it is I saw those divergence forming. Um, I've been following this stock for a long time, so I was already watching it, um, and you know I thought that was interesting, right? So I started to watch it. Um, then when it uh, seemed to have bottomed out a bit and uh, started to started to rally, you know I was able to first add this trend line here. And then I was able, able to add this anchored view app. And anchored view app is um, is a really interesting tool. Jake talks about it a lot. Um, you know, if you think about the distribution of supply and demand and the prices that people paid to get into a particular asset, this is a really interesting way to kind of watch that move, right? And I think it's positive that it's a moving up and b that price has, for the most part, not all the time, but for the most part, been respecting it, right? So um, you know. 
also uh also as this was forming you know this um kind of horizontal level around 1275 became visible right so this was a trade that i uh entered on the break of that level over here right i missed this first move and i'm happy i did right but i saw it pull back touch the anchored view app touch this trend line and then take off again and when it broke to new highs i traded this for a little bit right and i didn't catch a perfect trade here i got out too early right but then the second it pulled back again right and i saw it retest this level again and hold this um uh anchored view app line again you know as a chance to to ride it a little bit longer and i think this is a really interesting example because this is a uh, not a day trade, right? This is a swing trade. Uh, you know, it's a daily chart, and this is what I traded it off of. But it was an interesting one because of the confluence of the trend line and the anchored VWAP line. Now, when it's pulling back, um, I usually use an alert to kind of let me know. So up here, you know, um, I still have a small amount of shares left in it. And I want to, you know, I'm hoping that it can break out and keep going because I do think that ultimately, you know, CTL can rally higher. Right, but I don't know when that's going to happen or if at all. So I have two alerts set here, right? And these are on horizontal levels, but I have one on the previous high, and that's telling me that things are going your way. Maybe you should, you know, re-add to your position. Um, and then I have another one, and this one I always put a buffer layer around that's telling you that, look, you're probably wrong here, right? Like it's probably going to pull back. And, um, you know, when and if it does that, you know, once it gets below this level, there's quite a ways down to the next level down. Um, What's cool on this chart again is, um, you know, this uh, pink line is another anchored VWAP, this time from the highs, right? The pink one's from the high and the blue one's from the low. And, you know, they um, seem to be uh, uh, good kind of boundaries for, for the price. For those who aren't familiar, anchoring a VWAP, um, Jake covered this a little bit, but if you pull up any chart and um, you right click on a candle, you can create an anchored VWAP at that point in time. And that is a volume weighted average price measured from a particular period, right? And this is the average of the high, low and open and close on a volume weighted basis. So as you know, this is the first candle is on each candle forward is a cumulative effect on this line, if that makes any sense. So, um, you know, another thing I've been following pretty closely is um, the marijuana space, right? So pot stocks have been super interesting. They had a massive rally. Uh, a little bit ago, and then they had a massive sell-off that um, is probably still ongoing. But this is YOLO, and YOLO is a pot stock ETF. It's not a pure play one, but it's one that I'm watching pretty closely right now because I think it has a good blend of uh, companies in it. It's kind of the fundamental side of things. I like the ETF. It has a dividend on it. You know, there's a there's a few things to like about it if you're interested in the space, right? And here, you know, you've got it break out of a inner trend right um and then bounce off a fib level this fibonacci is measured from this high to this low here right and you can see how it literally bounced right off that 786 level right and i'm just watching this one to see what it's going to do um i don't have a strong bias here i think it could go either way right um so i'm just watching it by hand but if i were um you know watching a lot of charts at once i would create a couple alerts here right to kind of tell me what it's doing so I wouldn't have to stare at it. And I like to do all three of these because I like to know whenever price interacts. Um, you know, some people only want to know when it touches or bounces. I want to know whenever it interacts at all. Right. But I would set this alert, you know, on the 15 minute chart. I would have it go for a few weeks and I would do the same thing on my bottom border here. Right. Oops. I meant to do 15. 
right? I always like to do 15 because it's a lower time frame, but it's you know not too low to where it's going to get a lot of wicks and fake outs. It still does. Um, you know, as a general rule, the longer your confirmation time frame, the less noise, the more um, conviction the move you'll get an alert on will have. But at the same time, you know, you'll be alerted a little later. So for me, 15 is a good number. Um, you know, you kind of should experiment and figure out what's best for you if you're going to use this style. Um, but again, I like I like this space, right? So you've got some strong divergent lows, right? Price has been moving down, lower lows. The RSI has been making higher lows. You have a recent breakout from an intermediate trend line, right? A trend line that's kind of been tested one, two, three times, and then the fourth time it broke right through it, right? You had industry's headwinds on it. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons to start watching here. Um, the fact it couldn't get higher is concerning, you know, and I don't know what it's going to do, right? But creating a couple alerts on this is one way to kind of have the system watch it for you. Another thing I'll point out, um, and this is a little more visible on lower timeframes on some of these pot stocks, but when you anchor a view app from the lows here, so you right click on the lowest candle, you anchor the view app there, right? You notice price wasn't able to hold that level at all, right? And for me, that's a little bit of a red flag, you know, when, when you're thinking about, you know, anchored view app should from a recent low act as a form of support. But when you anchor it there, you know, you find that, you know, it did not hold at all. Actually, price bounced through it. That means it's more resistance now. You know, so it's just another thing for something like this to have to fight through on its way back up. And I mean, like, honestly, for something um, for something that's been on such a huge sell off, like the pot industry, I mean, YOLO is down. Um, what is that? YOLO is down 60 percent. Some of these other symbols are down 90 percent. You know, that's a lot of resistance that it's going to have to fight through on the way back up. Like I wouldn't expect just a giant solid candle, you know, unless you had some massive news uh, to cause that. Um, yeah, I can. Uh, I know I know that the VWAP colors kind of suck. Um, I can change them for you guys. Um, I'll. Uh, Actually, let me show you. I have a great example of this. Um, that's totally worth trading or worth talking about. Um, this is a FNKO, right? So this is this stock was really popular on FinTwits um, a few weeks ago. You know, a lot of people caught the divergent low here. Um, there's a there's trend lines that are broken here. Um, I've taken a lot of them off my chart, um, but you know there are various ways you can draw trend lines here where there's breakouts. Um, this stock was really popular for a long time. And um, it was a beautiful rally. What I thought was super interesting and cool about this is um, how it stopped at the anchored view app, right? And that anchored view app was anchored from the high. Um, and it's amazing how close it came to this and how it stopped. And this is actually, um, you know, if you look at some of the charts I posted to Twitter um, on a Transpider account, this was one I was following at the time. We had this anchored view app alert on it, right? Um, I can't remember how thick it was. Um, I'm actually not sure how thick it was, but, um, you know, you can see how uh, it didn't come exactly up to it, but it came super close. And, um, you know, if you didn't have a buffer zone around it, you would totally miss that if you're using alerts to trade it. That's something that you commonly see with anchored view apps. You know, you got to realize there are like hundreds of these that are, um, you know, playing out on the same chart at the same time. You can anchor them from anywhere. And, you know, pretty much any move has something behind it, whether technical or fundamental. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different points of resistance. You don't always get directly up to it, but you get very close. And it's pretty cool how close that one came. Um, let's see. Do we have any questions? Um, 
Uh, you can take it off by just right-clicking on it. Right-click on it, and uh, first you'd remove an alert if it were there. And then you right-click, and you could remove the Anchored View app, or you could remove all of the Anchored View apps. TVTY was another one. This one um, is one that I actually traded. I traded it a couple times. It was a really nice trade. Um, you know, I was pretty proud of this one. I think Jake was probably sick of me sending him this chart. Um, but this is another cool one. When you anchor the VWAP from this giant candle in the past and this one here, the two big crazy candles on it, you end up finding some pretty interesting resistance. And you can see how here, again, this rally ended at this anchored VWAP. And this anchored VWAP was put on this giant drop candle back here, um, back in November of 2017, right? And it did act as both support and resistance along the way, although not perfect. And here, again, it was not perfect, but it acted as powerful resistance, right? Price had a hard time getting through it. And the same thing with this anchored VWAP from this gap down here, right? Um, you know, you've got uh, price bouncing off it here, breaking it above it briefly, it was support, and then it was resistance again, and then it broke above it and went directly to the next VWAP from the same type of candle, which um, was something that was really interesting to me um, to see when this happened. Um, so, okay, a couple charts I'm watching going into this week, um, and if anyone has questions, please feel free. Um, you know, we're here, we're here to help. Um, but one chart I'm watching is uh, HPQ here. This is Hewlett Packard, and um, on the daily chart, I like it because it's filling this gap. Right, so um, this is one I've been watching for a long time, right? Um, it's filling this gap and there's quite a bit of gap left to go. Um, but I really like it because when you zoom out to the weekly chart here, you've got a very, uh, very nice kind of bottoming, you know, clean, um, clean chart going on here, right? You know, if you put some trend lines on it, you know, you can, you can draw it however you want. Right, the trend lines can be subjective. You could draw this a bunch of different ways, but you know, however you draw it, it's breaking out, right? It's created some new highs, you know, and um, this is on a long-term chart, which which I definitely like to see. Um, you know, another another one that I think is really interesting, also off the long-term chart, is uh, B Cove here. Um, I'm not a Bright Cove. I'm not. I have no idea what that company does. All right, um, but when you look at you know kind of its past behavior. You know, you had this downtrend to break above it in a nice rally, and you have a very similar type of pattern forming here. And when you go down onto the daily chart on this one, um, you know, you've got a similar type of setup, right? You know, price seems to have bottomed. There's some divergence off the lows. Um, you know, you've got a breakout from a trend line. There's actually a few other trend lines I've removed on this chart because they were broken already, right? But you've got multiple breakouts, you know, and it's kind of forming a curvature, a curving bottom type of thing. So this is one that I'm watching closely. I want to see if it can make some new highs uh, and get back above this 960 zone. But that's a very interesting one. And um, uh, Craft is another one that I've been watching for a while, right? I want to see, I've been watching this trend line here to see if it can get above it. Right, and one of the reasons I like this chart is look at this mega gap, right? And if you if you drop down to a shorter time period on this chart, you know, like the weekly chart here, I mean, this is a pretty clean, nice rounding bottom here. You know, if it could break to new highs, then I could see it potentially reclaim some ground. You know, this is a this is a good company. It has a dividend. You know, there's a lot of reasons to to like Craft. You know, and you know that people say it's a turnaround story. Who knows? Um, but that's why I'm watching this one. I want to see it get above um, that line and ultimately get above this line here, 
right, without making some new lows on the RSI, you know, so this divergence can keep playing out. Um, there's a couple of weird stocks I follow, uh, PSNL, right? I like this one on the weekly chart for the same reason as some of the other ones. I mean, you have a strong long-term downtrend. You have a breakout from it. There was a divergent low, though, although the divergence was very subtle. Um, and if you look at this on uh, the daily chart, you can see how my alerts are set up on it, right? I'm watching this upside with this top alert here. This is a trend line connecting these points in here, right? This, this is actually um, just the line, you know, being respected. It's actually connecting the points in this consolidation area here, right? And you have another trend line here. So I don't know which way this one's going to go um, from what I read about the company, probably up. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not going to guess. Um, instead of guessing, I'm just going to wait for the consolidation to play out and for it to choose a direction. And these are the levels I've chosen to put my alerts on. Um, as I watch this chart. And this, um, you know, hopefully you're noticing a pattern as you go through my charts, right? I do my homework on weekends, you know, I set up my alerts on them, and then I kind of wait for the alerts to fire. Um, Z-O or Z-U-O, uh, Zora, whatever that is, right, is another one I'm watching in a similar way, right? I'm not sure where this consolidation is going to lead, right? I'm hoping that it leads up to fill this gap up here, but I don't actually know, right? And I don't want to guess. Guessing is gambling. Right. I would rather wait for it to pick a direction. So I've created two alerts, right? One on this trend line up here, one on this trend line down here. And I'm just going to wait and see which way the chart decides to go, right? If it goes up and it breaks out into this area up here, then that could be something bullish that I might want to either create another alert on this horizontal level to see if I can make new highs into the gap or the remaining gap or, you know, speculate on a little early and buy it then and there. Right. But, um, you know, I'm not going to gamble with it. And you could see like some people may have gotten faked out. You know, some people did pay above this trend line here. I'm not sure, um, you know, if there was a lot of volume up there or not. I'd have to check the range drop for that. But, you know, I don't want to be one of them. I want to wait for it to confirm a breakout. And I don't want to really spend a lot of time watching it until that happens. Because if I'm just sitting there watching, it'll give me anxiety and it'll make me want to trade out of just boredom. Right. Which is a great way to kind of set yourself up for losses. Another uh, chart that um, I'm watching in a similar way is Lyft here, right? Lyft is a chart I've followed for a long time, right? So I've been charting it as it's moved around, right? It's wedged down, it's wedged up, it's wedged down. And here it's starting to, in my opinion, form uh, an ascending triangle, right? And an ascending triangle is a typically bullish pattern, right? So I don't actually know when and if um, this pattern will play out. It's just a pattern right now. It could break down. Right. But I have an alert set on this horizontal level, which, um, in my opinion, is, uh, you know, the top of the triangle. And, you know, if Lyft can close above it on the 15 minute chart, I'm going to take a look at it and, you know, see if it's something that I want to play with or not. Right. But again, there's no reason for me to guess. And that's kind of the one thing I want to just impress on people here is like plan your trade and trade the plan and, um, you know, use alerts to keep you disciplined. Um, I don't even keep my charts open on my screen most of the time throughout the day. You know, I'm working, I'm talking to customers, you know, working on TrendSpider, right? But I still want to trade. And I let TrendSpider keep an eye on the charts for me because I've set up all my alerts ahead of time on anything that I care about. And you can see I have 91 alerts created in my account, right? That's a lot of alerts. Um, this is a really cool setup that I have to show you. Um, this, is a, this is one, I think it's a high risk setup. Personally, um, I'm not actually a huge fan of the consolidation and how it's been going. Um, but, you know, if if this does break out, this could be a beautiful inverse head and shoulders breakout, right, off a crazy move up. 
right? It's a really interesting chart, right? But I'm not going to guess. You know, I bet a lot of people are guessing though. You know, I bet you a ton of traders are looking at this and being like inverse head and shoulders, you know, textbook, you know, shape to it. You know, I'm going to buy this. This is going to break out, right? Um, and I'm sitting there thinking like they might be right and that may very well be what happens, but it could also, you know, fail to break out above this line a few more times and then break down. And there's other patterns you can draw on this that aren't as bullish, right? This is just the most obvious one. So, you know, I definitely encourage people to use alerts heavily. Um, you know, they're they're a really great tool. Um, last chart I'll uh, I'll pull up of my own, and then if anyone has some chart requests, um, or you know, if Jake wants to chime in with anything, um, we can uh, we can do that. Um, this is a ADPT, right? And this is another recent IPO biotech. Um, and this is a, sorry, a chart that I was watching for a while. And when it broke through this trend line, I was actually long this chart. I took a loss on it. Right. And I, um, you know, followed my system, got out when it broke down. Right. Um, but I've been watching it ever since. And I was really impressed by this big move up here. Right. Um, and this, uh, this move up is, um, you know, like 15 or 16 or 14%, right. It's a massive move. Um, you know, and it got me excited because I was still watching this and I still like the company, right? And I was actually very disappointed that this breakdown happened, right? I got out, you know, and I lost some money on it too. So I also was eager to try to make that up. You know, I think everybody knows that feeling. Like, you know, it's like almost like the stock owes you something, you know, it took from you and now it's its turn to give back, right? Um, I didn't touch it, right? I'm still just watching it. And what I decided to do instead was to wait to see if it can confirm higher highs. Right, so all I did was I created an alert on this trend line I had up here, right? This horizontal level at um, 31.23, right? I want to see if it can get above this level and if it can close above it, right? <clears throat> now I may be uh, leaving money on the table, right? Like I could have jumped in on this when I saw it break back above this line, right? Um, you know, maybe, right? But you know, there's a good chance that the minute you do that, it's going to pull right back on you. You know, like I think, um, you know, for the purpose of risk management, using alerts to keep you disciplined is a really, really um, smart way to use them. And, um, you know, I just show these examples to kind of, uh, kind of, you know, beat that point home. So um, let's see, we got a few uh, requests here. Um, pull up beyond. And if you want to share a little bit about <clears throat> the scanner and the conditions you sometimes look for, Dan. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll definitely show you guys the scanner. Um, let me I'll take a, I'll take these four symbols beyond Roku, Snap, and CTSO, and um, then uh, then I'll, uh, I'll pop into the scanner and show you guys that because the scanner um, is one of the coolest damn things we've built in a long long time. Um, I'm super proud of it. I'm super excited for it, and um, you know I think it's going to make my life a lot easier as a trader, and probably you know all of your lives a little bit easier too, um, because it does uh, some of the grunt work for you. So, um, and uh, Chuck, yes, uh, there are watch lists it comes with, and there's watch lists that the um, the, the scanner can generate for you. Um, it's kind of a way to generate smart watch lists. Um, so here's a here's my Beyond chart. Um, this is one I follow. I don't trade this symbol. Um, I don't think I've ever uh, ever traded Beyond in my uh, life. Um, I definitely wish I had a few times. Right. I think uh, everybody was watching this thing go flying, and I was just like, this this has got to end badly at some point. Um, but here, here's what it looks like, right? Um, you know, I was watching this downtrend. Um, I was uh, encouraged by this breakout, and then I totally thought this was a 
bull trap and it was just going to pull back and resume its downtrend. All right, because this divergence, this um, RSI, MACD, PPO, you name it, this divergence that showed up on every single momentum oscillator in the world was just too obvious. Like, I was just like, everybody sees that. There's no way this can actually play out, right? It's too obvious. Um, just like that uh, BBIO, head and, inverse head and shoulders, is just too obvious for me. Looks like I was wrong, right? Um, looks like I should have taken the trade. I actually had an alert on this. Um, I think I posted this chart even. Um, you know, and it's it's rallied and ran. And, um, you know, these are not FIB levels. These are levels I've mapped out, you know, the high from this gapped area, right? Some various key levels. And it's interesting how Beyond continues to respect them. It's kind of consolidating here. So I would be uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, you know, it, it's definitely definitely printing a little high divergence up here. You know, wouldn't be surprised if it pulled back or if it kept running. I mean, it's really, I don't know. Um, if I were trading it, what I would probably do, or if I was thinking about trading it, is zoom into a smaller time period. Um, call it the like 65 minute chart or something. Um, see what trends I can find on it, right? Actually, the auto trends are perfect on this, right? And lock those in and then create two alerts on it so I don't have to guess, right? Uh, I mean, if, if, if I were thinking about trading this stock, this is exactly what I would do here, right? And this way, the system will watch it for me and I don't have to sit there and stare at it and worry about if I'm missing out or not. I mean, if it just has an inside day tomorrow, right? There's no reason that I would want to, you know, participate in that action i'd want it to pick a direction so um that's a uh, uh one of one of the things that i would do with beyond um let's see uh, sorry you have hot keys for watch list so you don't actually have to go in and edit it um so there's a the, the, yeah you can press this star button at the top left corner this will add whatever symbol you have selected to the currently open watch list Right, and if you click it again when it's green, it'll remove that symbol from your, from your watch list. And then to flip through your watch list, you just use your arrow keys, your up and down arrow, and it'll move from symbol to symbol in your watch list that way. Um, and then also for people interested in hotkeys, if you go to the user menu in the top right, there's a little hotkey guide um, box that you can click and it'll give you all of the hotkeys in the system. So you can see everything that you can do with your keyboard. Um, I use, uh, for trend line settings, I use standard, WIC, and ignore. Um, but I sometimes use respect here. These I'll switch around. Um, but I like the standard settings, right? And I mean, the thing you got to understand about my charting is I do a lot of it by hand, right? I do a lot of my own charting, and I always flip on trends to see what I'm missing, um, which is the way we intended it to be used. Uh, you know, it's you can use it exclusively, um, but it's much better when you combine it with what you see with your eyes, right? And that's that's how I found and how Jake's found the most value out of it, right? And what I normally will do is I'll have more lines on here, right, to give me a little bit more perspective, and I'll just lock them by double-clicking on lines that I like, and then I'll turn the trends feature off. And the lines I've double-clicked on will stay in my screen, like this gray one I just added here, which is a, you know, a, a quick way to fine-tune a trend line analysis from whatever view you use. Um, so let's see, what was the next symbol someone asked to see? Uh, Roku. Roku's a great company. Um, I don't know much about their chart. I don't really follow or trade them. I did, I guess, chart them at one point here, right? And it seems like it's getting very tight in here. Um, but, uh, you know, here, here's what I charted on Roku when I looked at it. It looks like that was quite a while ago. Um, Nah, probably looked at it sooner than that. But, um, 
Yeah, this is uh, this is what I have here. Um, it's getting tight. It's at the apex of this kind of wedge pattern here. I'm not sure if this wedge is precise or if it needs to be tweaked a little bit. Um, it doesn't look like I drew it with precision in mind. All right, but it's getting very tight, so it's consolidating. Um, I will point out that um, you know this is pretty. I mean, in my opinion, pretty healthy like momentum. You know, behavior is following the price, right? You've got a high in this, a high in the RSI. You got some lower highs here, some lower highs in the RSI, and the same thing on the on the bottom side of it, right? So it's not like a divergent high that would make me nervous um, or anything like that. I, I just don't know. Um, again, I would uh, I would create I would put trends on it um, or use indicators. Sometimes I like to use like Bollinger bands, um, you know, especially when it's getting really tight like this. And I would create alerts on both sides. Right, you know, I wouldn't guess. Um, I would say, you know, hey, trend spider, watch this Bollinger band, you know, on the top, and watch this one on the bottom, and let me know when price does something interesting involving one of these, right? And that way, there's no reason to guess, right? No reason to speculate. Like, yes, it is definitely without a doubt consolidating. Um, you know, you're going to find a hundred trading gurus on the internet who can tell you this is bullish, and a hundred they'll tell you it's bearish. Um, you know, and and uh, you know, you never know. Instead of guessing, use alerts. Um, Chuck asks, why would you draw if the system is supposed to draw automatically? The system is intended to draw some lines automatically, right? It's not intended to replace your full discretionary trading. It's meant to help you, right? So when I turn on trends here, like I'll turn off indicators, I'll turn on trends, right? I got to turn off logarithmic and I got to switch to most relevant and refresh the analysis because it was out of date. Like there's a good chance it will find very relevant lines for you and in some cases like this chart right here for roku this is all you need i mean it has found pretty much everything that's relevant on this chart you know you may disagree with this green line here but it's really hard to argue with some of these other lines here but that's not always going to be the case right i draw myself because i want to a ma maintain my skill right and b um you know i sometimes draw lines in different ways right um than the algorithm will but I will always flip on the auto trends to check my work because I will very often miss something obvious, right? Or something that is not obvious at all. You know, one of the really cool things about the automated trend analysis is that um, I'm getting a little out, out of uh, off topic here, but there's multiple different algorithms that the system uses. Um, in this, in standard settings, there's seven, right? Some of these look for trend lines that are completely non-traditional and don't look anything like what you would draw yourself. They go through price action, but there's a mathematical reason for, for picking them up anyway. So I suggest doing both. I mean, it's good to learn from auto trends. It's also good to be able to do it yourself. Um, Roku does look interesting under 127. Um, let's see, uh, Snap. Let's take a look at Snap here. And then um, in the interest of time, uh, after Snap, I'm going to pop in and show you guys the scanners. Uh, it's been a while since I've looked at Snap, right? Um, but um, this is uh, this is Snap. Uh, I don't follow this stock at all. So all these trend lines, everything you see here is automated. Um, you can see the system picked up this consolidation here and a breakout from it. And it picked out this level here, which is a really interesting, this is one of those non-traditional lines a lot of people wouldn't draw, right? But it's tested one, two, three times here as support. And then after it broke through below it, it's now being currently tested and um, looks like tested successfully as resistance, right? So like if I were going to consider longing snap, I'd either want price to break above this line or get pretty far enough away from it where it can bounce to it. And maybe this is maybe this is the actual trend that's going on here, 
you know, maybe it's something like this. This is your channel, right? You know, and maybe you've got, you know, some kind of like upward movement or upward channel or like inner wedge type of thing going here, right? And you've got price, reach this trend line from before, touch it, try to touch it again, pull back sharply, right? You know, next thing I'm going to be wondering is, is it going to be revisiting this blue line here? Because this blue line was touched here, touched here, brief pop under it and a strong rally off it. Right. So I'm curious, like, is price going to get there? So first thing I'm going to watch is going to be this yellow line here that I just drew. Or I might watch the middle Bollinger Band. Right. Um, but, you know, if my bias is currently downside and I want to wait for a long here, right, then I would want to, you know, know when it breaks down so it can stay on my watch list at that point. And, you know, then know when it gets close to whatever level I think is support, which could be this blue line. It probably wouldn't be for me. But, you know, if it was, I would just set up an alert like this on it you know, and go about my day, right? And wait until price pulled back to this level before I would consider longing it. And my play would be to bounce to the next, you know, back up to the top of this green line. Um, yeah, that's correct, Chuck, you do. So, I mean, that's um, that's uh, uh, how I use it. I use, I make very, very heavy use of alerts, you know, and I, I really, I can't stress them enough. Like, I don't honestly have a clue how I used to trade before I used alerts. Um, you know, they are, um, they are both a lifesaver. Um, this is a, this is an example of, um, a trade that, uh, I was in for a little bit, you know, I knew about this bearish, uh, uh, divergence at the top here. Right. But I was playing this stock anyway, because I thought that it might negate, you know, I bought it early. Right. But I also had alerts on the downside set up in a bunch of places. Right. So the minute it started to break down through this inner trend line, I knew and I was able to manage my risk size down. Right. Um, and see if it would bounce. And, you know, when it broke through this next level down here, I, uh, you know, got out and, um, you know, took took my licking and went out with my day. Right. Um, but, you know, alerts were a great way for me to monitor the downside here. So, um, you know, I, I lose money on trades all the time. Like, I don't think um, any tools or technology make up for good execution, good skills, practice experience, you know, and, and you know, luck, right? But um, by using tools like alerts, I'm able to time trades a little bit better and increase the likelihood that I'm right. And also know when I'm wrong and have a, you know, tool that will watch it for me so I don't miss anything. Because I used to, I used to miss these things. Like, I'd be on the phone and I'd look at my screen and my beautiful green trade had turned completely against me and now gave up all my gains and was red. And I'd be upset about that. Now, if you talk to me on the phone, right, you sometimes hear transmitter alerts going off in the background, right? And, you know, you best believe that I'm probably looking up at my terminal at that moment. So I hope that was helpful. Um, I hope everyone found that interesting. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm trading some of these stocks. I'm not trading all of them. And, you know, I definitely don't recommend that you trade them unless you do your own homework on them. You know, please don't, um, don't do anything blind just because you saw it on my screen. Um, and now uh, I'm going to show you the scanners. Who's ready to see some scanning? I'm, who, I'm curious, um, you know, uh, does anybody do any scanning here? Um, you know, just tell me in the chat. Um, you know, if, if you guys use any scanners and what, what your favorite things about them are. Um, I'm going to show you uh, what's what's probably the one feature that I am the most excited about that we've built in a long time. Um, I've showed this a little bit on a few of, uh, on a few of these webinars. Um, this is the production version you're going to see today. Um, this uh, uh, is probably going to go live, like, in the next few days, potentially day. 
Um, you know, don't hold me to that, but you know, you heard it here first. Is we're possibly going to soft launch this in the morning. Um, and this is a, a full technical intraday scanner um, that uh, uses TrendSpider multi-factor alert and backtest conditions to generate smart watch lists for you. So it's incredibly flexible. Um, let me show you it. And um, thank you guys for those answers. I, I've definitely used, uh, oops, I didn't mean to push that button. Sorry, I have to now go through our tour here because I clicked the tour button. Um, don't be me and accidentally hit this tutorial button here unless you intend to. Um, so, okay, so uh, this is the scanner here. And you turn it on by clicking on market scanner in the top right corner of the screen. Right. And then uh, you can build your own scan conditions, or you can use one of the, I believe, 24 pre built scanners that we've provided with the system for you to use here. Right. So I'm going to pick one of these for now. And um, this is one of my favorite ones to play with. This is called a TD Sequential Bullish. And this is a TD Sequential Sequence, which is nine candles in a row, each one closing below the one four before it closed. Right. This is the this is the uh, strategy where you see people have numbers on their charts where like each candle is numbered. That's their TD count. So this will pull up any symbol that the most recent one is the last of a series of nine where it's been going down for nine in a row. You then um, you can you can add your own parameters here too. So I'm going to add another condition because I don't want anything that's um, you know price too high. So I'm going to say price close is less than the constant value. Call it fifty bucks. Right, so this will find any symbol price under 50 bucks that has a TD uh, sequence down in it. Um, I'm gonna search the S&P 500, right? But I just wanna stress this, this system now comes with, and these are also watch lists that you can use as a watch list, right? But with dozens of pre-built indice and universe watch lists that you can scan through. So we have the Russell 1000, the Russell 2000, you've got the S&Ps, you've got uh, all these industry groups. Uh, you've got the Dow Jones composite transportation airline indexes, you name it. We've got all kinds of stuff here that we didn't have before. So I definitely encourage you to play with these a little bit. Pick the S&P 500. Next thing we have here is um, the type of chart you want to scan on. Um, Heikinashi and raindrop charts do not have open and close prices in a traditional sense. That's why they are separated here. But you can scan Heikinashi, you can scan range apps, you can scan simple close prices with a line chart, or you can scan generic candles. This is unique. No other tool out there lets you scan based on chart type, which is uh, something really interesting. Um, finally, there's this checkbox that says current candle. This is important if the market is open. Um, so what this means is if this checkbox is checked, it will count the current candle and its current position. If the checkbox is unchecked, the most recent candle for the purpose of the scan has to be the last one because it has to be closed. So if you're scanning an like a, a daily chart and you want today's action to be part of it, but the day is still going on, you can click this and this will give you in-force um, in uh, candlestick as part of the scan. Uh, that's a really unique thing, and that allows for real-time scanning intraday. Um, it also lets you scan for candlestick patterns that are still forming. Right? You can search for bullish engulfing on the monthly chart in the middle of the month and find any chart where that's currently started happening, but the month hasn't ended yet. When I click scan here, which I just did, you're going to see the scanner start to work on the right here. This is your preview dialog box, right? And this is where any symbols that match these conditions will be populated, right? So you see that scan has run and we found looks like seven symbols here. And now we can click through these and see what they look like. 
And you can see that each one of these is going to be priced under 50 bucks. And they're going to have nine candles in a row where the last candle was uh, lower than the one four before it. And these can all be um, longs in the TD sequential system, right? This is one of the parts of that signal that you might look for. You know, and the other thing might be resistance and support. Um, so that, you know, and this is an interesting example of where it's pulled back to previous support, you know, and it's a valid TD sequence here, which is a really cool thing um, that, you know, you can do with this scanner. Now, um, you might say, cool, that's on a daily chart. Lots of scanners can scan the daily chart. Well, um, this one can scan intraday and you can combine time frames. So the first thing I want to point you to is this little um, script actions list here. I can go to it and go to set all time frames too. And I can say, okay, I just scanned the daily chart. I'm curious what comes up on the 65 minute chart. And I can click scan there and run the same exact scan against the 65 minute chart. And I do not have to go through each condition to change it, right? You know, it'll automatically do that for me. And we'll see what we find here. Nothing. Sometimes that'll happen when you have a, a scanner. You know, and that means you just might want to loosen your condition or change your universe or do something else there. Now, um, what else is really neat about this is let's say you find a scan that you like. Let's say we like that last scan we were on, or let's say we want to scan the five-minute chart for TD sequential down sequences, right? Let's say we like this scan, right? Once the scan has concluded, we can give it a name. This is already called TD sequential bullish, and we can click save. And now we can close the market scanner and we can open this scanner up on the right as a scanner of its own, right? So we can find, uh, where is that? TD sequential bullish and boom, this is that scanner right here, right? It is updated when I last updated. These are the symbols that it found in that scan. And what's truly beautiful here is I can actually have more than one, oops, I don't want that. Um, I can have more than one scanner open at a time. And that's where the new enhanced watch lists come into play. So you'll notice in TrendSpider, you can now have a customizable sidebar. And that sidebar can have multiple watch lists or alert dialogues or whatever you want in it, right? So here's a, here's one where I have three separate watch lists and my alerts, right? And these watch lists can either be a watch list, they can be one of these indexes like the Dow Jones Transportation Index, or they can be a scanner. And any of the saved scanners that the system comes with or any of the scanners that you develop yourself and save yourself can be used in the, here, right? And it's really neat. You can pick out scanners that you've been playing with, right? Um, I'm not sure, let's do TV sequential bearish. And the system will populate those as a watch list on your screen. Um, can you detach and move to another chart? You cannot. Um, at the moment. And you'll have to forgive me. I'm using a, a, a test environment, which uh, can be a little bit um, a little bit funky. It just doesn't have the same resources that our production environment has. So, you know, I have to be a little careful with it. This will be fast for you guys. It's just a little slow because I'm on the staging server, right? But um, again, it's super cool. You can just uh, pick, uh, pick whatever scans you want, pull them up as watch lists. You can mix that with your own watch list. Like, you know, here's a, <laughs> here's a watch list I created called Shitty Stocks. Right. Um, you know, you can have a, a watch list generated by a scanner. You can have a watch list generated by an index, your alerts, and you can have any combination of this that you can dream up, um, you know, on your screens at one time. Um, so uh, I'm really excited uh, to show you guys that um, there's a ton of other things that I'd love to show you. 
Um, some of these pre-built scans that the system comes with are really cool. We've got all the standard strategies like uh, MACD crosses, um, if you're interested in that, where you can search for what stocks in a particular index have had a recent MACD cross. Um, we've got sequenced ones. We've got Ichimoku, um, you know, TTM squeezes, all kinds of different um, different uh, scans that are pre-built. It's also incredibly easy to build your own. And you can also use TrendSpider's script library, which has a whole bunch of other types of scripts built into it, including those used in a lot of common strategies as well to build your own. So, um, you know, definitely hope you have fun experimenting with it. Um, you know, this is intended to save you a ton of time and help you find better stocks to trade faster. And there's really nothing else like it. Um, one thing I did forget to show you is, um, and it's cool, and I'm not going to really spend a lot of time on it, but you can combine timeframes in these scans too. So you can have conditions from daily, weekly, hourly, five-minute charts all in one scan so that when you search, you can check all your conditions together, right, um, instead of having to go through them one by one. And that is also a unique feature to the scanner. It's a full-functional multi-timeframe scanner, right, whereas most scanners like Finviz, which is the one I've always used, only scan in a daily timeframe. And that's kind of frustrating if you want to look for conditions on the weekly time frame, which I often do. Or if you're an intraday person and you want to you know, know on the five-minute or 10-minute or one-minute chart what's going on. So if anyone has any questions, happy to take them. Um, otherwise, thank you. Looks like we've got a couple coming in. Awesome. Maybe not. All right. Well, um, if you guys, oh, oh, Daniel, uh, scanner release. I was wondering if someone would ask us. Um, uh, we are hoping uh, we're not gonna. We're doing a soft launch just to make sure everything goes smoothly. So we're not gonna put out the website or press release for it for about a week. But um, it'll become available hopefully in the morning. I mean, that's our hope is when by the time the market opens tomorrow, it's available in the platform for everybody to use. Um, and we're going to give it a little week to make sure everything works smoothly with it. It's a huge piece of code. We've spent six months building it. Um, you know, so we want to make sure that nothing goes wrong. And then after that, we're going to announce it and um, put out a press release and start promoting it. Um, Chuck, yes, there will be a manual um, towards the end of this week. There's a few articles on our manual about it already. Um, so you can you can go to trendspider.com, click on help at the top, and you can search for scanner. And there's a couple articles about it already. Um, you know, it's um, it's uh, something that is uh, still in progress, right? We're still working on uh, working on you know getting the documentation together for it and all that kind of stuff. Um, somebody asked me to pull up space. Um, I really have no opinion on this stock at all. Um, I know it's Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic, um, but it's, uh, I mean, if I were, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, it, I, I don't know which ways go. I would, I would do the same thing I'll do with any other stock that I wasn't sure about. I would decide on what level is below that I want to watch, what level at top, and I'd create two alerts, and I'd go about my day um, until, uh, until an alert went off. Matt asks, uh, can you test for an indicator on indicator crossover? Yes, um, you can do, you can, you can mix and match that with RSI. Um, the only thing you can't do from what I think I'm gathering here is you can't do an SMA on an RSI. 
you'd have to use like a, uh, one of the RSI indicators that has an SMA on it. There's a couple, I think, that do um, because you can't do indicators on indicators in TrendSpider yet. Um, but you could do like SMA crosses. You can do RSI conditions. You can do a blend of those two. You can generate scans, um, you know, for really, uh, really anything like that that you could dream up. And I believe there's a few pre-built scans along those lines here as well. Um, like, a, yeah, like the recent uh, Death Cross and Golden Cross scanners that look for one of the last three candles having, you know, a 50 versus 200 cross on it. Um, and, yeah, you would you would list them separately. Let's see. What in the Dow Jones 30 has a, has a Golden Cross recently? Nothing. Yeah, this, is, this is one of the ways I now spend my uh, weekends is – Playing with the scanner and just looking looking for uh, interesting charts because it's an awesome way to discover charts. Um, you know, like even if you're not trading a golden cross, you know, like a golden cross is a commonly accepted bullish thing. Like you know, finding charts that have that, you know, might lead to trades down the road when they actually do have a setup. You know, like I mean, I don't even know what this company is, but this um, golden cross. Uh, one that I did here is an interesting chart to me, right? It's kind of got a rounding formation at the bottom. I actually may want to look at this at some point, um, you know, because it's an interesting chart. And I came up for this by just doing a golden cross scan on the daily time frame. Um, Daniel asked, would indicator on indicator be in your pipeline? Yes, it is in the pipeline. I do not have a time frame on it. The development team has not scheduled that task. Um, it is something we're aware of that we need. And um, at some point, it will come. I'm hoping for this year. Um, the pipeline is uh, uh, is pretty robust, though. So there, there's probably a you know it's probably not going to be very soon. Um, to be completely candid, um, and then uh, third party indicators is one of our up and coming projects. Right, we're going to support the Python uh, language most likely, and um, allow users to build their own indicators. And the really cool thing about that is you'll be able to scan with third party indicators. You'll be able to backtest them. You'll be able to create alerts with them. Right. So once an indicator becomes available in TrendSpider, it will work across all of the features and tools that is built into the platform already, which makes them a lot more functional than, um, you know, building them for other platforms. And we hope that'll encourage people to build more indicators for it. Um, in the meanwhile, we are putting out a lot of indicators. So we are putting out, um, I think, like 18 or 20 of them a month. Um, and some of those have been um, somewhat esoteric custom ones. So if you, and it, we just thought were really cool. So if you have something that's cool and you want us to look at putting it in there, as long as you're okay with other users getting it, drop us a note. We'll take a look at it. Um, Chuck, uh, we are going to be doing broker integration this year as well. Right, so we have plans to allow users to connect their broker account to facilitate automated order placement. Um, you know, because we have the tools to find charts, automate analysis, alert. There's no reason you couldn't take that a step further. And instead of just alerting you, maybe the system can take a trade for you. So that's definitely on our roadmap. Um, I don't know which brokers yet, but TD is obviously you know very high on the list. Definitely. Anyone else have any other questions while you got me? Um, yeah, you can interrogate me about anything. Um, otherwise, I'm going to bounce. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Daniel, we are talking to Market God. Um, that uh, is definitely uh, definitely something that may become available at some point. I don't want to speculate too much on time frame. Um, all right, cool. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Jake, you still on? 
Yep, I'm here. Very cool. Thanks for hosting. Yep. Um, uh, well, I was going to mention um, for those that uh, do want to stick around for a second, just make sure to watch the market scanner as well as those that are not customers yet. We do have uh, 20% off up to 12 months with Web20. So um, any questions about that at all, please feel free to reach out through our hello at trendspider.com email or our Twitter or other social media handles such as Instagram and Facebook. Definitely. Um, Blake, last question came in. Um, uh, you asked if alerts can be configured to fire on any symbol in a watch list. Uh, no, not yet. But that's like literally the next thing on the roadmap after the scanners go out the door and we're happy and the scanners are tested. Watch list alerts and back testing on an entire watch list are like the next two things on the list that we're planning to build. Um, and uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be super cool. I'm especially excited about back testing the watch list uh, because it's like here's a strategy. This strategy looks cool and this symbol I've spent a bunch of time perfecting it here. Now how well does it work across 50 symbols? Right. And, you know, right now you have to flip through them by hand to get a sense for that. You can do it. It's just a little tedious. Um, and I'd love to just have the system pump out a table for me and say, here's a table of every symbol you tested this exact strategy on. And here's how they all played out. Um, so definitely. All right, cool. Well, thank you, everybody. It's been a pleasure. Um, and we'll uh, hopefully talk to you guys next week. And stay tuned this week. The scanner should be live in the morning. You know, um, we're not going to make a bit, lot of noise about it. But if you log in and look for them, you should be able to see them in the morning. Have a good night. Awesome. Thanks so much, everyone, for joining, and we will see you next week. Hey, before you go, make sure you head on over to trendspider.10minutesdoctrader.com to get your discounts. And I'm even going to throw in some extra bonuses worth over $100 to incentivize you to take your free trial of Trendspider today. And the only place to get these discounts and free bonuses is at trendspider.10minutesdoctrader.com. 10minutestocktrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10minutestocktrader.com and Christopher Yule, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice, tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimMinutesStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit TimMinutesStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.